0: Radio Pulpit, 6.57am, your daily companion. It's really something about with Holy Dance on 6.57am. Before that, uh, I played you with Vazola Vodo right here on 6.57am, Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. We will speak to Pastor Tabang Mofoking in a short space of time. Uh, he's got a tea For you and I, we are talking about the inconvenience. Sport sport transforms
1: young people's lives.
0: Get your daily bread, but also your faith in practice. It's 6.57am, the sounds of your life. 6.57am Radio Pulpit on uh, 6.57am Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. We're joined on the line by Amruti Mofukeng this afternoon. Amruti, good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon, Ausimpo, and good afternoon to listeners of chat. Are you good? We're doing great, Ausiluna.
0: We are good, Lemurudi. Very, very well. Thank you so much for asking the inconvenience of speaking
1: about uh, Jesus. The inconvenience, simple of speaking about Jesus, and of course, um, it's it's a matter of context too, because there are safe spaces of speaking about Jesus. Therefore, the inconvenience does not apply in such uh, spaces. But the, the majority of spaces, talking about Jesus is inconvenient. And that's what I want to talk about. I am specifically thinking because the Christian church is not set up so as to indulge itself you know, the people of God gathering together and only talking to themselves about the Lord and all these things. There's this dynamic about us being Christian and that dynamic is about the outgoing nature of our faith, um, a reaching out to those who are not in, a bridging of the gap between ourselves and those that are not in Christ and that being the main driver to the existence of the church. By the way, the Jesus, whom God sent, turned around and said, I sent you too. He who was sent, sent the church, and therefore each one of us as members of church, uh, of, of the body of Christ in that way, are uh, on a mission. God has sent us through the Lord Jesus Christ, who he himself was sent by the Father. And so there is that dynamic in our Christian faith that has to do with um, us reaching out, us touching base with other people in their lack of knowledge or maybe sub-knowledge of christ whatever the situation may be we have this situation but that constitutes then um, a, a platform in which you can talk about the inconvenience of speaking about jesus and when we talk about uh this very topic the, the inconvenience of talking about jesus the claim obviously that i'm making is that speaking about jesus is inconvenient and as such he who or she who pursues convenience is in trouble. As a call to us who are Christian to check what is it that we feel and how do we feel about being Christian and about doing that which defeats a Christian. Because if... Yeah, um, the the call is terrible. I will (laughs) see... I'm. I'm not hearing you. It's breaking. I'm, I hope you can hear me. Be, because right now I'm not sure that uh, um, I'm being heard or not. Um, it's, it's rather very silent this side. But let me continue anyway. So he who pursues or she who pursues convenience is already in trouble, because the Christian faith needs, requires, demands of us that we have our loyalty. We have a commitment to the cause of Christ who is an outgoing one who goes out and reaches out and touches base with people out there and not Hola. just about us where we are. Radio
0: Pulpit, 657 AM. A companion for those who need encouragement. Listen to us on our app or visit radiopulpit.co.za to Right here on 657 AM Radio Puppet, your daily companion. We're joined on the line by Pastor Tabang Mofukeng this afternoon. Muruti, let's uh, pick up where we left off um, this afternoon, just speaking about the inconvenience of speaking about
1: Jesus. Thanks, Osimpo. Um I'm not sure where we ended. <laughs> 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 but But let me... Just shoot back something and then, (laughs) yeah. Well, the, the claim I'm making is that speaking about Jesus is inconvenient. And as such, he or she who pursues convenience is already in trouble. Now, the issue of inconvenience, before we get into the text itself, the issue of inconvenience lies with a culture that prefers a Jesus and the message about him who gives very little disturbance to one's life, to what one is doing. That preference that is in the culture is what makes it quite inconvenient when then you realize that actually if you are going to be biblical, you can't exactly have the Jesus that does not disturb you in any way. He disturbs quite a lot, actually. But we're living in a culture where uh, um, people would rather prefer. They prefer to have as little uh, little disturbance as possible. I mean, to have a Jesus who who allows me to carry on with my broken uh, morality, rather, you know, moral brokenness in the context of a world that is also morally broken. It means me and the world fits very well together. The world is morally broken. I am morally broken myself, so we fit very well. And if there is Jesus, Jesus need not disturb this kind of a flow that I have with the world that is broken as I am broken, so we say thee, But the Jesus who seeks to heal me and restore me morally creates an inconvenience in the relationship with the world because all of a sudden, the world begins to reject, the world begins to take note, not necessarily in a way that is approving, but in a way that is judgmental, in a way that wants to pull back and say, you are now trying to be different to us. And that is the whole idea of inconvenience. The world panders after, uh, for as long as the world panders after material acquisition, and of course, we must agree that we are experiencing an increasing, we're having an experience of an increasing material lack in this kind of a situation, The Jesus that would make sense is the one who also seeks to fulfill our material concerns. The Jesus who answers to that, who ensures that we really gather that which we need in this world, that Jesus is rather a very good sell for a culture that is geared into this kind of a situation. A Jesus who is home with various spiritual technologies, I call them technologies, with various spiritual technologies and the energizing spirits, again, that Jesus is very much welcome because he does not trouble anybody uh, because there is a preference, and maybe it's increasing, I'm not sure. It, It looks like it's increasing preference for people to find themselves in their customs rather than in having the customs reformed and or transformed, which may be necessary. So when I look at the world that we're living in, I see a people that are rather happy with... Um, finding self in the context of the customs and not having them in any way affected in any kind of way. So having a Jesus who does not disturb that is quite a good thing. But my insistence is that the Jesus of the Bible does not allow that we be, conven- we, we, we be convenient in our living that Jesus of the Bible is quite rather an inconvenience speaking about him, claiming the knowledge of Jesus Christ, claiming relationship with Jesus Christ, claiming the mandate of Jesus Christ. All those things make for a very inconvenient life. And that's what we're talking about, the inconvenience of speaking about Jesus. And I'm reading Acts chapter 4 uh, from verse 1 to 22. This is what inspires this whole situation. Now, in that text what we find the apostles we find the apostles there and the, and there's a lame man uh they just healed uh, at the porch uh in in Jerusalem at the Jerusalem temple and they are speaking addressing the crowd explaining uh to the people what they they see in front of them and what they're seeing is a man who they know to be always at the gate asking for alms he is now healed and and so out of that situation he is explaining as to what is the meaning of this situation and and that is what that and then of course they they get arrested the apostles get arrested for disturbance, they are disturbing the peace um, they in front of of the temple so they get arrested it's in the evening and the following day they appear before the priests the scribes and and them the 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 the, the holy people the leadership of of the nation they appear before before them and of course the the priests the leadership the religious leadership wants to know want an explanation as to how or under whose authority do the do, do the apostles do what they do the healing that has been witnessed under whose authority was that done? How was it done and under whose authority that was done? And of course, we notice from verse 8 to 12 that the apostles give an answer that highlights Christ's role, both in the healing of this man, the lame man, the formerly lame man, as well as in salvation. Some of the claims that the uh, apostle Peter makes there are quite difficult and hard to process. The, the, The impact of what Peter explains basically is such that is heard and received by the, the the leaders who are listening to this to suggest strongly that the leaders have acted wickedly against God. For if If you have had a role in the crucifying of Jesus and the denouncing, therefore, crucifying of Jesus Christ, and then the apostles say, but God has raised this Jesus up, and it is in his name that we proclaim salvation, and it is in his name that you notice this healing that has taken place. When you have that situation, there is a strong suggestion, therefore, uh, that the leaders, in the actions they took, to denounce Jesus as a theological, religious, spiritual fraud, and to have him crucified, that that whole act of the leaders itself was wickedness against God. And that is quite terribly inconvenient to these leaders to hear. And, of course, from pr- previous chapters we know that they have been bent on trying to get the, uh, the 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 apostles to shut up to stop speaking about Jesus they it is not the first time they, they 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 have them arrested and and so this is the situation and when you look at it just that it talks about how following Jesus Christ talking about Jesus Christ and Jesus of the Bible in the way the Bible witnesses to him um is not often a convenient experience and a convenient reality that Speaking about Jesus, following this Jesus, at least as he's presented in the Bible, that it 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 comes with other things that we would do well to factor in our discipleship, would do well to factor in in us being followers of of Jesus Christ, because these things that we need to factor in are quite inconvenient, and when you leave for convenience and when you leave for you know the best of times then this becomes quite a challenge that following jesus christ would bring this kind of of a situation and i think we are at a point in the world increasingly going forward where being a disciple a discerning disciple of jesus christ a committed disciple of jesus christ would increasingly be a challenge and a problem uh, both ways to the people that we are supposed to reach out to but to ourselves depending on whether uh, we have an inclination towards convenience or not and this is the thing so few things also that can be said from uh, the, the, this this text and the story everything that is taking place in there a uh, few things we it's, it's about the insistence at the effectiveness of the name of Jesus Christ to heal and deliver. And more than insistence, we need to notice the undeniability of the miracle according to the Jewish leaders. In the context of the the story itself, when they've heard Peter explain the authority of him doing what he's done or what they have just witnessed, what they are seeing in front of them, and after he's done with explaining that, then we are told they break and they confer among themselves, and they say, what are we to do? What are we to do with the sign, the undeniable sign that has been done? So there is a claim uh, that that the, the apostle is making, but beyond a claim, there is a sign that attends and attests to God being behind the claim itself. So the claim is followed up by an act of power, that endorses the claim and they want to know what to do with this sign, this act of power that they see. So the insistence, in that world then, and in our own world, about the effectiveness of the name of Jesus Christ to heal and deliver. And more so, precisely because we are living in the context of of, of African culture, broadly speaking, in a world that believes that there are powers to heal, to deliver, to bless, and all those things. And for as long as we live in in a world of that nature, we cannot slack on the fact that Jesus Christ is able to heal, to deliver and all that, that Jesus Christ actually himself is the author of power and such power is available so as to be able to contend and challenge the existence of any other sources of power. And there are many that our cultures are hooked into because a Jesus who does not have that kind of power leaves people hungering after that power because they are born of a culture that says there is power available, spiritual power available to attend to specific needs. So Jesus, even in, in our world today, needs as a matter of must for our world at least, to be seen and experienced as a powerful Jesus, both to, to to save, yes, but also to heal, to deliver, and that. That is an important thing, uh, uh, that. So to to insist on that. And of course, to contest and contend with the miraculous power, whether it's it, 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 it's faked or not, that's not the question now. The issue is the miraculous power, the quest for the miracle, for, for the miraculous that is found within the culture that surrounds us. To to contest that with a powerful Jesus, to contest that with a powerful gospel, to contest that with, you know, if you were to talk about fire fighting fire with fire kind of a situation in a culture that is geared towards the miraculous it would demand and it demands a similar answer and god is gracious because the gospel that we read from the bible is a powerful gospel of a jesus who is not lacking in that very dimension too but also knowing that that is about you, you know, a, a confrontation at the level of spirit, and uh, and and it's not only at the level of spirit; it's at the level of culture, it's at the level of of sentiment, of of feeling, of emotion, because we are attached as people to the things that we we, we you know we're living and we're growing up in. We've grown up in. We are attached to that, and and but nevertheless, that is an important thing. So, to an insistence at Jesus as sole saviour of humanity, this one is yet to be answered fully by our own culture and many other cultures. Jesus as the sole saviour of humanity, uncontested in the role of saviour of humanity, because nothing that has been proposed by anybody to date seems to be able to deal with the issue of human guilt Felt or unfelt is besides the point, but human guilt before God, for we are born in sin, raised in sin. Our cultures are drenched in sin. Therefore, they embody our sinfulness uh, itself. And as a result, we do not know how else to get out of the burden of sin, the guilt that we have against God that breaks us down and and box us down and gets us, you know, needing deliverance because otherwise we we find ourselves just heaping us uh, guilt upon guilt upon guilt jesus christ as sole savior of humanity and this is said in full awareness that the culture, of course, has its own ideas of salvation. It did in the days of the apostles where we read. It did. It, has its own, it had its own ideas of salvation. And to proclaim Jesus as Savior was to challenge and contest those ideas of salvation. And to proclaim Jesus as Savior today is to bring people's attention that there is a need For salvation, there is need for saving, and that any other thing that has been proposed to date and that is found in any system and any culture falls short of thorough salvation, and that Jesus is the master of this very task saving, so insisting on Jesus as sole saviour of humanity, a gospel that is clear on on, on, on this very matter of focusing on Jesus and his, and his saving mission, because it's either Jesus saves or we are not saved at all. Nobody is and nobody will ever be. So that is an important thing. Thirdly and last, a willingness to confront and contradict the culture with claims of Christ, to pronounce the yes and pronounce the no of God in our world, in our culture, and live with the convenience, with the inconvenience of having to be able to say no to things that people love, to things that people swear by, to things that people feel deeply about sometimes, simply because God, we perceive that the no of God to these very things, and it is not personal, and it is not about being inconsiderate, and it is not about being... Um, you know, uh, just choosing to be difficult to live with. It is it is making ourselves, or rather recognizing our position under God who has created everything there is. And it is uh, about us witnessing to that God reaching out to us. It is about us maintaining that God is speaking to us and in him speaking there are things he endorses of what we are and how we are and what we're doing and what we desire and all that. There are things that God endorses in that but also there are things that God pronounces a no and that no will be heard and felt and met and experienced through our willingness to not live lives of convenience rather to allow ourselves to be messages, messengers messages, prophets in our own time pronouncing that which God wants to pronounce to our world. The yes and yes, the no too. Because both are what God is pronouncing to every culture. There are things he allows. There are things which are not problematic at all, but there are things that can do, should do with a transformation, we should do with with a dropping, seizing, stopping, discontinuing them. And when we are Christians, we are not Get into the spirit of convenience, who are not seeking to be well-received in the corridors of our nations and our cultures, rather who desire and pray that God pronounce well-done, good, and faithful servant as that type of Christian, then we ought to be standing as witnesses never mind the inconvenience that we experience but that we stand as as messengers of god pronouncing the yes and the no of christ proclaiming and portraying him as the sole savior of humanity highlighting therefore the need of everybody feeling or not feeling uh, the need for salvation the Nevertheless, that the need for salvation is not something to be felt if you feel it good. If you don't feel it, it does not nullify. It does not render it zero that you need salvation. Jesus meets our salvation needs. He deals with our guilt effectively and efficiently, and he's got sole answer to that problem. And our culture needs to have an exposure and continue exposure to this kind of Jesus. Not the Jesus who endorses any number of things that convenience suggests we'd rather go together with, rather, standing strong like those disciples of old who found that to be witnesses of Jesus Christ in an adversarial culture, um, you know, could cost them and often did cost them. Once again, preparing ourselves, allowing ourselves, arranging, making peace with the costs of following Jesus in our time. <laughs>
0: Thank you so, so very much. Really, really appreciate it. How do we get a hold of you on social media or any other platform?
1: My email address is trmofugeng at com, And my ex-Twitter account, that one I'm saying it intentionally <laughs> because I saw it somewhere and actually it made sense. X ex-Twitter account <laughs> is at tabangrm.
0: R- at tabangrm. Yes. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Thank you so much, Morodir. Thank you. It is a minute before top of the hour. Big thank you to Patasabamo for getting we've got news coming through in a short space of time. 6.57 a.m. Radio for Believers in Action. Do you need prayer? What's up? your name and your prayer request
1: to 082-657-2729. And our care center will gladly contact you to pray for you. Tune in to Radio Pulpit on 657 AM for reliable Christian talk radio at its best. Find your daily dose of Christ-centered motivation and encouragement on Radio Pulpit 657. Download our app now. Tune in to radiopulpit.co.za or find us on DSTV Audio 882 and OpenView 607. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion for more than 40 years, brings a relevant moral alternative to 400,000 listeners in a variety of South African languages. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and download our podcasts today.
0: You and 657 AM and Life.